on your own listening to the Weekly Geekly. I don't know. The Weekly Geekly is pretty cool. And the Buzz Counterculture Podcast. Oh my gosh, your dick is mangled. And welcome back to another edition of the Weekly Geekly, the only podcast that dares to open the Lament configuration. As always, I'm Lucian, the weirdo with a beardo, hanging out with my lovely wife, Anastasia, tonight. Hi. Thanks for coming in. I live here. I know. It's easy. (laughs) It's easy when you live two floors above the studio to come in. Yeah. But we still appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate you doing the research with me for this episode. Mm. So, of course, today we are comparing the 1987 classic Hellraiser to its little baby brother of a movie, uh, the reboot that came out in 2022, uh, which is pretty different. I'll say that. Let me just start off the conversation by saying that I think they're both uh, similar in ways, but God, are they different. Oh, so much. Like the 2022... I feel like it... Hold on. Let me do a little... Uh, Sorry. I don't like... You don't want to hear your voice. Yeah. Uh, the 2022, I feel like, was a little more brutal in some ways, but again, like it's hard to give either one the award, but I'm excited <laughs> to get into this tonight. Of course, if you haven't seen it yet, Hellraiser is a amazing horror movie. Like we said, came out in 1987, was based off of the novella written by Clive Barker called... Uh, a Hellbound Heart? I do love... Right? Wasn't that what it is? Clive Parker. What? I think it was called A Hellbound Heart, which is what it was based off of. He also uh, wrote a story that was the inspiration for the horror movie Candyman for that franchise. So. Oh, yeah. You just... Very, very steeped in horror, this man is, Clive Barker. He had a couple video games that came out that were pretty interesting. Like, hmm. a lot of cool stuff. He is definitely a master of the macabre and master of gore. I'll say that. For sure. Like, it's for not the most... Sure. It's not the most, like, uh, in your face sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very subtle. But man, it looks good. Um, so Hellraiser, we should get into what it's about, right? If for right. those who haven't seen it. Do you want to break that down and I'll grab your beer and... Sure, sure. Yeah? If that's what you want. If you want to grab a beer, I'm cool yeah, with I'll it. Yeah, I'll be right back. Okay, so Hellraiser is a pretty much family drama movie. So uh, this girl, Kirsty, her dad, and her stepmom, Julia, all move to London and her dad, Larry, and his her stepmom, Julia, get in this new homestead house that Larry's dirtbag brother, Frank, used to squat in and just kind of use as a getaway place for his uh, crazy acts, I guess. His brother, Frank, was just kind of a nut job, was a man that was uh, never satisfied, we'll say that, and kept trying to reach further and further into the realm of experience and... Um, early on in the movie, we see him with a puzzle box. And at first you're like, what the hell is this? Well, this puzzle box, he opens it up and he gets taken by Pinhead and his Cenobites, better known as the Order of the Gash, back into the underworld where they can torture him forever. And they they claim it's pleasure and pain, but you know it's just pain. Like, you have a feeling that when they say pleasure, it's not the pleasure that you want. Um, So... Frank, in the very beginning, gets taken to the underworld, and, and we see Kirsty and her, her father and stepmom move to London and kind of explore this new house and get used to it. And while they're moving in, Larry, the dad, cuts his arm on a nail, and it happens to hit the very floorboards where Frank was killed by the Cenobites. Mm. So in a weird, mystic, black magic voodoo kind of way, it brings him back from hell and back from the dead. And... We've talked about this scene many times, but the scene where Frank comes back is beautiful. That's chef's kiss. It's chef's kiss, practical effects. This is all practical, by the way. There's very little visual effects Mm -hmm. in this. I mean, maybe like lightning strikes and like little things like that, but nothing that is actually important. It just adds to the flavor of the, of the movie. But Frank coming back, uh, you got to check this scene out. If you haven't seen Hellraiser yet, just look up Frank's resurrection Hellraiser on YouTube and you'll see the scene. It's, it's impressive as fuck. I'll say that. As someone that, wanted to do special effects and stuff like that still do yeah um that is prime 
like real estate right there. Like that's that's like what you want. Yeah. You know, that's like the the like you upper want, echelon of effects. You want to be that good. Yeah. To make it still like relevant mm-hmm. right now well, and, and the, be like Ugh. Yeah, and the effects <laughs> on the Cenobites themselves are timeless. Like Fantastic. they look good regardless of when you watch this movie. It's still going to look really absolutely, really good. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we get introduced to Pinhead and the Cenobites almost immediately in the movie. Mm. Like within the first five minutes, we see them, which is something I wasn't expecting when I first saw this movie. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, they're going to save it till the very end. He's only going to have two minutes of screen time. It's going to be one of those, it's scary because you can't see it kind of things. But no, they brought it right up in your grill, right oh. up in your face in a way that was fun and a way that was unexpected. You really don't see a lot of horror films like this. So... We learned that Frank, Larry's brother, was sleeping with his wife, Julia, when they first got married. And you learn this through some flashbacks of Julia looking through Frank's old stuff in the house and kind of reminiscing back to the, the quote-unquote good days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she sees Frank in his gross, nasty, half-skinned, gross, uh, just nasty fucking state. Muscles. And- yeah, tendons and blood everywhere. <laughs> and he pretty much convinces her to... Bring him people to kill and suck the blood out of so that he can be regenerated. Oh, my God. I just realized. What? um, The uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. uh, Under the Skin. Okay. Never seen it. Oh, you should see it. Is it similar? Yeah, a little Hmm. bit. You're very good at making comparisons in your head to things. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, so she agrees to help him out, and she keeps bringing dudes back into the house when no one's around to, like, th- she says she wants to screw him, but, of course, she's leading him up to the room to get killed by Frank. Ooh. And uh, Kirsty kind of, like, starts losing it at this point because she finds out Frank's alive. She finds out what's going on. She opens up the la- uh, the lament configuration when she's in the hospital and spends some brief time in the labyrinth versus the engineer, that big monster that was chasing her. And Panhead and the Cenobites come and they're like, yo, you open the box. We're fucking here. And she hey. ends up striking a deal with the Cenobites. She goes, hey, Frank Cotton, this dude that was in your in your custody, he escaped. Like, I can bring you him if you just spare me. Like, please let me go home. I know he's alive. He's in my fucking house. Let me find him for you. We'll make this deal. And Pinhead's like, "Mm, maybe we'll think about it, but don't fucking cross us because we're bad as fuck. So there's the deal. That's the deal that Kirstie makes. She runs home in a panic. And at this time, Julia and Frank know that she knows. So they're like, it's a matter of time before we're fucked. Like, and then David Bowie shows up. And then David Bowie. <laughs> no. uh, so she comes home. She comes home. She's like talking to her dad. And it's very evident that it's not her dad. Like we knew from the get go that that was not Larry. Mm-hmm. Frank had taken Larry's skin after killing him and is now impersonating him. And for a while, she doesn't know. And there's a part in the scene where, like, his hairline has blood all over it. And I'm like, I know. And his collar has oh, blood all over it. I'm God. like, how do you not realize that this is not your dad? I mean, listen, if I ran up to my dad and he was all bloody and he was acting weird, I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Because you're not my dad. Right. So I was very like, come on, Kirsty. Like, you're supposed to be this final girl. And she didn't really like You're in get college. It, you know? You're a like yeah. college girl. You're like an adult. Like, yes. you should be able please, to understand this isn't your please father. Please, adult, Kirsty. He, <laughs> he fucks it up and he goes, he goes, uh, come to daddy, which is something he said when he was in his Frank body. Right. So she realizes it and starts freaking out, runs away from him. Frank, in the hustle and bustle, accidentally stabs and kills Julia. And, like, sucks out some of her blood. Mm. And he's like, sorry, babe. Like, no hard feelings. And um, <laughs> goes to chase Kirsty. Well, Kirsty ends up, like, uh, getting the Cenobites to come back, right? And trapping Frank in the room. And mm. Frank's like, you fucking bitch. Like, you betrayed me. Well, and I'm sitting here it. going, I'm sitting here going, you were going to kill her. And you're, like, mad that she is defending herself in the only way she can. Like, fucking crazy. So the Cenobites end up taking Frank, and it's this beautiful scene where he's all chained up, and his skin's all stretched, and he just looks at her and goes, Jesus wept. And then the chains burst him into a million pieces. But the the one thing I was dissatisfied with this movie in is that scene is lightning quick. 
I when he questions. when he gets pulled apart by the chains and he blows up, you see it for a flash, and then she shuts the door, and it's like, man, I really wanted to see just a little bit more of it. So that would be probably my only complaint on this movie is there's good stuff, but there's not enough of it. You know okay. what I mean? What's well, up? Well, I have a question. Would do you consider Kirsty a final girl? For sure, especially when you look at her. Like the continuity of her story through the the series, like in Hellbound, okay. Hellraiser two, definitely a final girl. Like she's playing the game, she's trying to win. When she takes Julia's skin in two, spoiler alert, like <gasps> that's a huge final girl play. Okay. Like I could see her being in Dead by Daylight. I could see her holding her own. Oh, in they're not gonna do it. Because if they would have, they would have done it already. <gasps> that is a great... I think she's definitely in my top five final girls. Really? Yeah, for sure. All right. I mean, I can't really think of my top five at the moment. Laurie Strode's got to be there. Yeah, Laurie Strode for um, real. <laughs> uh, Nancy, or what's her name? Sydney Prescott from Scream. She's another good one. Because she okay. actually kills Billy at the end. And she's there for so long. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nancy from Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Friday the 13th. Or no, not Friday. Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry. It's like, what? Um, and then... Friday's a bitch. <laughs> and then who would be my last final girl? Um, uh, Sigourney Weaver. In Aliens? Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. I think she defines the role for sure. But uh, yeah, that's, that'd be my quick kind of top five and no order final girls. And then but like Terminator. That doesn't really count though. I know, but... It does now. That's more of like late stage Lori Strode <laughs> when she's like a badass and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, uh, Hellraiser 1987. I think this is one of those groundbreaking movies for me that really set the aesthetic for the yes. things I like. Yes. Like the whole aesthetic of the movie and in the early on parts of the series just are so flush with character. And you can feel you're in this grimy labyrinth. Mm. Like, we can go ahead and press into Hellbound uh, Hellraiser 2. Like, we watched that one, too, in preparation. I have. And now you get... It's immediately picks up from the first movie. Kirsty sent the Cenobites back. Mm. Her house was, like, destroyed. She was picked up and sent to a mental asylum. Yes. The Chenard Institute. Chenard. That's what they call it. Chenard. Because Dr. Chenard, yeah, over, over, he runs that place. Cheers to that. And and this one, we won't really, we'll cheers to it. Chenard. (laughs) Well, uh, so this one's uh, a little different. Like, the pacing is different. You spend a lot more time in hell. You actually get to see what it's like. Uh Um, Pinhead and the Cenobites aren't necessarily, like, quote, quote, the bad guys in this one. There's another Cenobite that they kind of fight back against. And you see kind of a different side of Pinhead. And one thing I really wanted to stress about the first three or four movies in the series, especially in comparison to this one new movie, is Pinhead has an evolution. He gets a chance to evolve. So in the first movie... People don't really think about this, but Pinhead's not evil. He's just doing his job. He doesn't (laughs) love it. He doesn't hate it. He's literally a hell priest that is just like, I am content with what I am. I'm a five out of ten. I'm not evil. I'm just, I just am. He's a a force to be reckoned with. But in in, uh, Hellraiser 2, he gets split into his human self, Elliot Spencer, and the Cenobite, um... Pinhead. So now in Hellraiser 3, he becomes purely evil. He's almost like Freddy Krueger, like cracking jokes and like no. doing weird shit. And no, seriously, like it really reminded me I, a lot of hey, that. I've seen it and I, Freddy's a bitch. The so. Hell on Earth, Hellraiser 3. I'm just saying he has more of that attitude of like mockery and, and like shaming people because it's not Elliot Spencer mixed right, in with the right, Cenobite. Right. So the Cenobite's a hundred percent evil without Elliot Spencer. It was a weird uh concept. Like you saw the first like Hellraiser yeah. and then <laughs> you're like, yeah, I want to see this one. And you're like, what the f- yeah, it's, it's so happening. different. The second one is so much different, but yeah. it takes you on a ride. Julia comes back. Um, she you is now the hell. resurrected one and playing the Frank role in this movie. We're having and, fun. And there's an update in the mythology of this movie. Yes. They really expand on the lore of Hellraiser, mm-hmm. and they show you a lot more of... They show you the Leviathan straight up. Yeah, Leviathan. So, like, there's a lot of cool stuff in this one. If you're into the lore of the first one, I... I implore you to keep watching the series up to a certain point it's very very good Hmm. in my personal opinion i think hellraiser gets bad at hellraiser 5 
Um, Hellraiser four was probably the last one I would, I would recommend to someone bloodlines because it goes back to the creator of the lament configuration and his descendants through the future. Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool story, but the old Hellraiser movies did a really good job of formulaic destruction and like planned chaos. And you knew someone was going to open the box. You knew someone was going to have to make a deal or do something or get tortured forever. Like there was always that cost to, Mm -hmm. to pay. And I think that's something that no matter who does the movie and how many times they reboot it, it has to be that way. Like you cannot get away from the basic formula of Hellraiser. When you start changing it too much, it's not Hellraiser anymore. And that's why I say the first four movies are really good because there's eventually a movie where Pinhead just straight up uses a cleaver. Right. And he just slashes people like he's fucking in Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Like he's not a slasher. He is he is quote unquote. <gasps> oh yeah, technically I asked you that. he is technically a slasher. But what? he's but he's not. He is a slasher in the way of how, not in the way of slasher films, mm. but in the way of slasher characters and how he's the killer in that way. Oh God, I don't like, think I can. He is a no. horror icon monster, so you kind of so lump those in with slasher. slasher. Well, that's not a slasher. Well, for no. me, I, I use the terminology different though. All right. Like I added him in Doctor Ravenwood's slasher files. Yes, I know. Because I felt like. The series had grown bigger than just your traditional slashers. And honestly, if I was going to do just the traditional slashers, it'd be a very boring show. Um, I think this is a perfect time to hmm. plug everything. Yeah? Thoughts and shots. Yeah. Hot Dad's Cool Shots. Uh, we got those two shows on the weekend party block. So if, if you like partying a little bit, you want some fun, laid-back content, check out Thoughts and Shots and Hot Dad's Yay. Cool Shots. We love them here at the Weekly Geekly. Uh, also, if you want to support what we do, you like the show, you want more, you want to get exclusive interviews and content no one else is allowed to see, well, there's one place to get it. Patreon.com slash TWG podcast for as low as $3 a month. You can get access to all that and even VIP status in our discord. There's so many fun things at our Patreon for all of our patrons. We appreciate all of them. You can get married. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You're jumping ahead here. We met over discord. Don't fucking. (laughs) Whatever. We're not. Listen, we're not going to promise you're going to get married. We don't know who you are. Sorry. We don't know. You you can't put that out there because then someone's not. I know who. Someone's going to not get married and be like, hey, you told me I was going to get married if I came to this discord. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You, people are going to think we're Russian mail order briding people. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so if you want to support what we do, Patreon is probably the best way to do it. All the money comes back to the Geekly and we put it all back in the Geekly. So we're trying to get this thing bigger and stronger and make more content for you guys. So Like a big Russian like man. Like a big strong Russian man. <laughs> Dear God. So now on to the second one. Yes. On to Hellraiser 2022. First thing I noticed, the uh, the main character reminded me a lot of Kirstie. Um, I can't remember if we watched it here. We did. Uh, not at the movies here. No, this was only on Hulu. Oh, okay, okay. So no, we watched this here like twice. We watched it yes. when it came out, and then we watched it again this year. Hmm. Um. I think that, like I said, the main character immediately reminded me of Kirsty. Like just her attitude and her her look. She had like that eighties bangs kind of curly hair look. I did not agree with this. No, at all. I think I think so. No, I like the curly hair, but um, no. It's... She reminds me of a mix between Kirsty and that like horse voiced raspy girl from American Pie. I think that's why I was like, hey. <laughs> She's like, hey, what's up? I got a box here. Like, oh my god, I get was a fucking like, take this a lozenge. Is Jennifer Connelly, this is Labyrinth. <laughs> she this thought, oh my happening. god, yeah. <laughs> That's not even the same movie, babe. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even talking about no. What you're referencing isn't even Hellraiser. I, yes, I understand, babe. Anyway, Thank you. back to Hellraiser. <laughs> yes, Hellraiser tw- 2022 starts off with a girl who's down on her luck. She's struggling with addiction problems. Still kind of a family drama. Mm. She lives with her brother. Her brother's kind of paying her rent and picking up after her and getting really tired of it. And her, this guy she's been hooking up with is kind of, you get you get the fa- the fact that he's like into crime and he's like, hey, since we're you know going clean and sober, we could like go. Uh, 
He's into crime. He's into crime. <laughs> we could go rob this uh, warehouse shipping container and take whatever's inside and blah, blah, blah. It's a standard movie setup, right? Mm. Well, they go do it, and it's just a safe in the middle of a giant steel container. That's the first point where I would have been sketched out. There's no way it traveled that way. They don't ship one tiny safe the size of a table inside of a giant like steel container but they're into crime i don't they're into crime though <laughs> <laughs> they don't care they're into crime they got I was, like mini i was already like okay this this is starting to get sketchy well of course what's in the box another box and what's inside that box the, the lament box. configuration so they don't know what to do with it at first and he's like hey why don't you hold on to it till i can find someone to fence it like we're going to we're going to sell it. We're going to get some money. She's like, OK, cool. She starts fucking with it a little bit. And one thing I will say on this movie, the box was very different. It didn't look different in its in its designs, but it looked like shinier. It looked new. It, it actually looked metallic, whereas like the old movies, you could kind of tell it was like wooden and it was like a little less believable, I guess. So whoever made the box on the new Hellraiser movie did really, really well. Also, this one it changes a lot more shapes because remember the last puzzle box it just like lifted up and then like turned yes this one changed into like seven different shapes and i thought that was pretty cool also hmm. they have the stabby stab mm -hmm. which very is, good point yes yeah every time you would solve the puzzle and you would finish it something would pop like a razor would pop out to cut somebody like a razor needle and every whoever got stabbed by it was somebody that got sacrificed uh for the mm. Lament configuration, which yeah. is a new thing. They didn't do that with the last movie, so that's Correct. very unique idea that she would have to sacrifice somebody every single time. And I'll say this, after the first couple people, uh, maybe you'd start sorry. fucking with that. Maybe, I'm so sorry. Maybe you'd start fucking with that box. Like her yeah, brother died. Again, we're spoiling everything. Her brother died, the old lady died, like everybody fucking dies when you're around and you have this fucking box. So maybe just stop it. Like, she was going way too hard on that thing. I mean, if you're fingering the box so much. Right. <laughs> only bad things And then can you get stabbed. And then you're bleeding. Please don't do that. Right. So, <laughs> she starts doing research because she's kind of going crazy over this thing. Mm. And she finds that it used to belong to a, a wealthy businessman. She finds his house. And his house is this strange stone building that's like surrounded by this cage it's like a square cage around the entire building and there's levers that kind of raise it and, and lower it and close it and open it and her and her friends go to this house to kind of do more research and figure it out well while they're there um more obviously more people die let's just get over that fact this is a very murder heavy movie um, but she learns that the dude that kind of helped her out was setting her up and working for that original rich guy that had the box to bring these people back here to get the lament configuration back to him because he actually got it solved the first time and he asked for sensation and they gave him this crazy fucking machine that went through his torso and like pulled on his tendons constantly. So it was just constant pain. Oh, I love that. That was a cool looking machine. Yeah. Like I was very impressed by the practical stuff in this movie. I am f like, I'm a gore person. Right. So give me tendons. Yes. Doing weird things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was pretty cool. Yes. But uh, so he wanted to get it back to make another wish to get out of his predicament. And uh, it, that's one thing that was also different is when you solve the puzzle in the remake, they grant you a wish and each oh, yeah. and each wish is representative of each form of the lament configuration. Oh. Like one was Lazarus. Oh. So you could res resurrect somebody. Like. One was Leviathan. So it was power. One was love. One was all these different things you could wish for. Like the layers of hell, man. Exactly. Dante's Inferno. So it was all those different, I guess, sins, because there were seven configurations. Yep. So he wished for sensation, and they gave him the worst sensation ever constantly for like a year or two he was stuck in that thing. So shout out to the old rich guy in that fucking movie. He went through it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so everything goes to plan. The Lament configuration is back in his hands, and it's solved. The Cenobites are back now. Oh, also, let me say this before we before we continue. We learned that you can sacrifice a Cenobite 
to the box because they're stuck in this gate oh. and Chatterer's coming after him and she just stabs Chatterer and he just backs up and accepts it and all these hooks come out of nowhere he's and kill like, him. He's like, yeah, I'm ready. So he's, well, of course he is. He's, My uh, teeth hurt. He's a follower of Leviathan. <laughs> My teeth hurt. Kill me. I have a root canal. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, so we learned that the rules in this movie are very different than the first movie, uh-huh. which I don't think they would ever have allowed something like that in the original Hellraiser. Well, how many... Uh, Hellraisers are there originally? In, uh, not including the reboot? Yeah. Ten. So, how and they many layers getting good after of hell four. are there? Uh, I think there's at least like five or six. Seven? So, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> you know. But uh, no, this, this one had a lot of different rules, a lot of different things that yeah. I didn't really quite understand at first, but I kind of fell in love with as ideas. Like, if they make another one of these, and it's the same people with the same cast and the same rule, you know, as much as you can, I would great. be down for that. No, no, it was great. I thought it was really cool. The The new Cinnabites were really well done. Yeah. Of course, there's more computer animation in this one. Like, there's one where it's just a face with no skull or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's a green screen guy. Like, there was some things you could kind of tell. And it's a lady Cinnabite. Yeah, like, Pinhead's lady. a woman. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. a lot of people were mad about, and I'm honestly kind of stoked on because, like, you think Cinnabites out of all creatures wouldn't care about gender. You know what I mean? They're like genderless almost. They just like more about pain and pleasure than like giving a shit about that kind of stuff. So it, it was cool to see the way her skin was all like scarified and shit. That was really cool. Oh, like they made it look like a robe almost on her. Do you think I could do that? What? Would you, Be would pinhead? you still love me if I did like scarification? Mm, I would, but please don't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't do that. Damn. <laughs> She's seeking the box. <laughs> She's seeking the box. <laughs> no, I think the designs on the Cenobites were really cool. Um, mm. I think the the one with that was like the breathing one was really cool. Yeah. It had, Ooh, it had oh like the God, bag that's... on it and shit. No, honestly. Although like it was the one where it couldn't see and it's like if you could just not talk it wouldn't know where you were. Like there was a scene where they're like making noise and I'm like uh. it can't it's obviously going to go off sound like um no, it was really cool. The Cenobites were fun. The movie was it was uh it tried to follow that same sinister pacing of the original. So I think that was fun. Um it just had a lot to offer. The only thing it didn't do, which of course the first one didn't do either, was show you hell, which would have been kind of cool if we at least got a glimpse of it. But uh, they did uh, end up talking to the rich guy at the end, mm-hmm. and he was like, "All right, so I want power." And they took the thing out of his chest, and then immediately the 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 window, the skylight bursts open and there's like a giant like fucking three foot long like ship chain that's like digs into his chest and lifts him up and you learn that the rich guy becomes a Cenobite mm. so that was the the mm. promise they gave to him and they ask the new Kirsty. they go what do you want like we're gonna spare this person you want to spare whatever do you want us to bring your dead brother back and he, she's like fuck no she straight up goes I don't want anything from you I want to be left alone and they're like oh you just want to suffer in what you could have had and you oh that's the most brutal thing of all and they're like sure why not um obviously the smartest move like anything they're gonna give you is not what they say it's gonna be you know what i mean they say love it's gonna be some twisted version of love you don't want hmm. they say power you're gonna become like Cenobite. like <laughs> i think she made the, the the best choice and and earned a spot as like a a b-rated final girl like, Aww. you know what I mean? Maybe not as good as Kirsty or the original, but she did pretty well. She did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was a decent final <laughs> um, girl. And I think this movie was a, a nice change of pace from the original. But God, that aesthetic. Again, I just love the way that machinery house moved. And it was like a giant... It was like uh, Lament configuration. Yeah, it was a 13 ghost house, but it was the Lament configuration around the house. Not that that was the coolest thing. Oh, we should do that. What? A 13 ghost? 13 ghost episode? I'd be down for that. I have the key over there to the house. What? Yeah, in the studio. I have the 13 ghost house key. 
Holy shit. I'll show you after the recording. Yay. But yeah, no, all in all, the comparison, I would say the first one is a lot more classic. It's a lot more slow. It's a lot more, uh, It's it's got more breath to it. It leaves more room for suspense. It's really a good starter movie. It's just a good classic horror movie yeah. that no one was fucking expecting. Yeah. And then it's slapped well, with gore. Yeah. And then like, what is this? You also got to remember, this came out in 87. This is after the golden era of slashers in the 70s. This is when slashers started becoming horror comedies. That's what I'm talking and about. And so in the midst of all these horror comedies, like Evil Dead 2 and all that stuff, right. this came out and everyone was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like in the 80s, this blew people's minds. I was telling you, like I literally saw that when I was like three or something yeah. because my dad was so adamant about that. Your dad had great taste. Of course he does. Hell yeah. But no, I, I, I just think that Hellraiser is a classic horror movie. If you love slashers, if you love horror icons, if you love monsters and mayhem, it, you, you got to watch it, man. It's definitely on my list. I, wa- so I went good. out and bought a sick ass Hellraiser hoodie because yeah, I've been so stoked on this episode. Mm-hmm. And the reboot. God, chef's kiss. There, if, if there's something I don't like about it, I don't remember. And that's a good thing. No, like I, I don't think there's anything I, I don't like about it. Yeah, I think it, it took a lot of chances and it rewrote a lot of lore and it tried to be different. Mm. And for the first time in horror history, I think that's a good thing. Mm. Like reboots and requels and all that are usually what's a requel? It's like a half a reboot, half a sequel. Like the Halloween franchise, how they like discarded all the movies except for the first one and then made the new three. Okay. That would be a requel, I guess. Maybe. I don't even know. <laughs> but uh, the, the first one is a staple of the horror genre. If you're anything like us, you got to go watch Hellraiser. Yay. And I would implore you to watch one through four and maybe dip your toes into some watch other ones. But watch them with a grain of salt because they're not going to be as good as the first four. But this new one, if you're not, if you've never watched Hellraiser before, I would almost say watch the new one first. Yeah. No, you definitely have to watch the first one first. Really? I would say watch the new one first. No. No? No. Why? Because that's genuine. Okay. That's a genuine good horror movie. Well, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from it, babe. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying watch the new one first. So you get like what it is now. You ah. get the idea it turned into. You get the updated version. You're up to date. No, then still go watch back. The first one first. Then <laughs> go back and watch the first four, so you know the lineage and where the original idea went. For me, I think from someone that if someone's never heard of Hellraiser before and they're listening to this, that is what I would recommend you do. But that's just me. Anna says do it the other way around. How so who are you gonna listen to, huh? <laughs> you just do what you do. I won't take that. No, that's not acceptable. You have to watch all watch these. Watch the first one first. <laughs> <laughs> Hellraiser, I would give it a uh, 9 out of 10. There, there's a couple slow parts for me. There's the just a couple slow, slow parts in the first one. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 because of the gore. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Love the special effects. Yeah. I would say Hellraiser 2022, 8 out of 10. I agree. It's, it's not that it's not as good. It's a little messy. In the script. For me, there were parts where I was like, okay, we just took a complete left turn for no reason. It's kind of like the Evil Dead kind of thing. Yeah, like the new Evil Dead Rise. Mm. Like, it's good for its own reason, but you definitely should watch the originals. I think that's actually a perfect simile for it. It is like the Evil Dead thing. Yes. Like, the new Evil Dead Rise, I would feel the exact same way about that as I do from the original Evil Dead and all Mm -hmm. of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, I love the first stuff, but I love the chances that the new one took and the risks it took and how a lot of that really paid off. Mm. So definitely, definitely, definitely recommend Hellraiser. Definitely, definitely, definitely recommend. If you have Hulu, check out the 2022 version. I think it's one of my new favorite horror movies. Like the new one is. Really? Yeah, I think I'm talking about only new. Okay. Like within the last two years. Okay. That's in the top five for me for sure. Well, maybe you should watch some more horror movies. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) we should do some more horror episodes. I think so. Ooh. If you were a Cinnabite, which one would you be? I would not be a Cinnabite. If you had to be. If I had to be. Gun to your head. Got to be a Cinnabite. And if it's not one from the movie, what would you be and what would your power be? Ooh. Ooh. 
Yeah. All right. Shit. On the spot. You'd All be. Right. Um, you'd be the drinker. <laughs> I'm just joking. That was rude. It's a joke. I'm just. I'm being... an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would be completely like stripped of skin. Ooh. And then I would wear my skin as a hat. <laughs> oh my god. Like a Dr. Seuss hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would your what would your and attack be or whatever? What would you my, do? My attack. <laughs> yeah. Cuz they all have like things they do, you know. Okay. So, <laughs> I wouldn't attack. I would just stare. <laughs> I would be, you'd have like a, a like crazy a, stare. It would be like a chef's hat. <laughs> a chef's hat of a human of skin. skin. And then it's all my muscles. And then I'm just like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would and be. And then I would, I would pull you into that because I would have the box. This is my box. I think I would be a microphone <laughs> and speaker combo Cenobite. Much in the vein of Hellraiser 3 with the CD Cenobite and the camera Cenobite, I would have like a microphone like on my hand, like a mic stand in my arm and a microphone out of my hand. Why is that possible? And then, and then there'd be like a speaker in my chest and how I would kill people is I would put the microphone up to the speaker and the feedback would like blow their brains That's up. That's not possible. It's totally possible. I just said... The that would be my Cenobite power. I'd be called uh, Speaker. Uh, oh, I don't we have know, names like, now? <laughs> you have to make a name for him, too, yeah. I'd be like Speaker Cenobite or uh, Soundwave Cenobite. Soundwave would be cool. Like the Transformer. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> I still think it, it, it works. It still works. <laughs> Mine would be Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> That's really good. I can feel all of it. <laughs> How's okay, your if you had to be one from the movie, which one would you be? I know which one I would be. Mm. <sighs> I like Pinhead Man, but yeah. like if I were to go like elsewhere. Sure. I would be the fat one. You'd be Butterball? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. I would be, I'd be the CD Cenobite from Hellraiser 3. He shoots CDs at people and like cuts yeah. their heads off and shit. I think that's fucking rad. And the fact that he was a DJ it's... at a nightclub and they just put them all in his eyes pew, and his pew, head. Like pew. it looks stupid. It, everyone saw that and was like, what the fuck? But I saw that and I was like, that's so fucking metal. Like, oh, no. Wait, what? let me take that you back. changing it? I would be the worm that comes at you like... Rah, 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 rah. Oh, the engineer? Yeah. You'd be the engineer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So I have been also playing a lot of Dead by Daylight, of course, as uh, Pinhead. Oh. He's been fun. <gasps> Who's Pinhead? Oh, my God. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> no, he's been really fun. His power is he can uh, spawn a chain anywhere and have it. You can like pilot it to chase people and stick on them and he's classified as a very hard killer so it's taken some time to really learn how to play with him just leave it on the table you're good we don't have a bag down here right now we'll get it after we're done but he's been really fun to learn with he's super hard to learn i'll say that so okay. it's taken me a lot of fucking time and a lot of patience but i've gotten to the point now where i can go in and get like three or four kills off of him pretty easily so oh, had a lot of fun with that i might release a couple dead by daylight videos on our youtube page so go subscribe to the weekly yeekly and get, help us get to 500 we're almost there yay and uh you can see some of the fun stuff we do in games as well but dude hellraiser fucking love it Fucking great movie, both of them. Honestly, the comparison I would say the biggest thing is that the rules change. A lot of the rules change in the new movie. Um, the aesthetic is different, but it still has that creepy tinge to it. You know what I mean? Mm. If you want to bias the box, please do. Yeah, the the lament configuration. <laughs> We've already found one on Etsy that is actually functional, and we're both drooling over it. So. Yay. We're going to work real hard and buy one of those and put that in the studio. Or you can just buy it. Or you can buy it for us and send it to us. Yeah, no, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a fun thing to add to our horror collection. I'm trying to beef up the, the collection here in the studio. Mm. So I found some cool stuff on Etsy that we might get for next Christmas. Who knows? So, but yeah, 
definitely go check out Hellraiser. Uh, I better not see your ass on DVD or you're dead. Me? Hellraiser 20, 2022, just as good as the original, almost, almost, not quite there. But it's a contender. I'll say that. So definitely go check it out. If you have Hulu, please, please, please let us know what you think about it. Uh, either in the comments here or message us at the weekly geekly 402 at gmail.com. And hey, if you have a recommendation, if you want us to watch something, listen to something, review something, that is the best place to get in contact with us one more time. The Weekly Geekly 402 at gmail.com. Send us your love. Send us your hate. Let us know if there's anything you want us to review. What's wrong, babe? <laughs> what? I just found out that Big Wave doesn't put the Hawaiian words on their cap anymore. Oh, they stopped? <laughs> Assholes. Fuck my life. <laughs> oh, it's all coming down. <laughs> I'll clean it up later. Yeah, I definitely think we should do more horror episodes. Yeah. I love doing these. You haven't seen Dead Alive yet? I haven't. I do yeah. need to see that. Ooh. That'll yes. be a new Nobody Told Lucian About episode. Ooh. <laughs> Which is a small I'm thing so I want to start doing where we just talk about things I should have seen already and I haven't. Last one we did was Labyrinth, which that blew you away. Uh, last time I saw Labyrinth, I was like two years old, so... You've seen Legend, right? Uh, yes, yes. Ooh, yes. Legend's a good movie. Great special effects. Like makeup. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. I, uh, I, I love the Hellraiser franchise. I love that I've gotten back into it as oh, I've gotten older. God. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid because the gore in it is just so vibrant and so, like, out there. Hellraiser? Oh, yeah. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. Hmm. <laughs> fucking pinhead coming in the room like you opened it and okay. we came like that shit was scary dude uh so hmm. i saw <laughs> not on elm street when i was like a wee, a lad. wee lad lass <laughs> a wee lass yeah. i don't have a penis <laughs> but i had this like terrifying nightmare that was like uh, uh I don't want to say Cinnabite, but hmm. um, like Arnold Schwarzenegger with like a Freddy Krueger. Oh no! Yeah, and no. It, it was in a waterbed, and I don't. Nancy, uh, I'm in your dreams. My parents no. do not know about that, by the oh, way. God. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, no, I don't. Do you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger if he played Freddy? No, that'd be so Freddy's fun. A bitch. That, what if he wasn't though? What if he was Arnold? <laughs> I'm going to get you in your dreams. Claw. <laughs> You're just a puny little boy. <laughs> Someone needs to do this. I need it as a cartoon or something. I think you just did. <laughs> I need it. Arnold as anything is funny to me. I remember uh, it must have been last year sometime. We were talking about what if there was a baby Arnold. Like, Ew, like a boss a baby, baby? Ar- yeah but it was Arnold and it was just Arnold's Ew. head on a baby <laughs> like, I hated that immediately mother mother I want the milk mother <laughs> I love you Arnold Schwarzenegger he's so you're funny you're amazing so but funny a boss baby Arnold would uh, be great <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Sorry, we're just talking now because I if wanna... you could cross over Hellraiser with any other horror franchise, which one would it be? <gasps> Ooh, good question. Um, that's hard. Yeah. What would you do? Because I said before with Chucky, I said Art the Clown. I think that's right, my right, standalone. Right, right, right. That's always going to be what it is. Um, we got to think. Ooh, Who would ooh. be fun with Pinhead? Ah, uh, because because they're, they're either similar or in different. Hell. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, Candyman? No, I want to like... I wouldn't. That's too on the nose. They're both Clive Barker properties. You don't need <laughs> to just do that on yeah, purpose. you don't need to do that on purpose. Um, trying to think. I'm looking at Nosferatu right nah. now, and I'm like, okay. I'm thinking like specific horror killers. Who would be another one to cross over with Pinhead specifically? I'm trying to think. Not Ghostface wouldn't work. Speaking Maybe of Maybe Freddy, honestly. That's... What? Maybe Freddy. What? How would that work? Because Freddy's a, a killer, right? Yeah. He was before he was supernatural. He's a bitch. Before he was supernatural. <laughs> uh, he killed kids. He was a, a vicious person. So he, he already like kids? reveled in pain, right? He loved pain. 
and he loves bringing fear and pain. Mm-hmm. So I think that he would tie nicely in with Pinhead because Pinhead's all about pleasure and pain. Jigsaw. Really? Yeah. Why Jigsaw? Because it's all about pain and pleasure. And that is what Jigsaw wants, right? He mm. wants that He wants that determining factor for you. Uh. In some kind of way, right? He's like, it's, he doesn't say pleasure necessarily, but he's like, do you want to play a game? Do you want this or this? Mm, you're starting to sell me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think and the only way, ex- the only reason, hold on, the only reason that it would work is because Jigsaw and Pinhead are both very neutral characters. They're both just, hey, I'm doing my job. Sell yourself. You know <laughs> a what I mean? Bit more. Like they're both, like this is their job. Also, there is that fucking uh, saw that has legitimately the chains. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> the chains. Yeah. And then the guy dies. Mm. Well, so, there's a lot of chains in Saw that's not very specific. Well, well the guy, he has a fucking, you know, one. Oh, the, the, yeah. that Amanda did. Yeah. Yeah, saw yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess. That is completely a Hellraiser scene. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, give me a But would he team up with Jigsaw? Would he team up with Detective Hoffman, or would he team up with Amanda? Fuck Amanda, man. I think Amanda would, like, uh, want to be a Cenobite. Amanda would jump ship and want to be a Cenobite. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, teach me your ways. Let me be a Cenobite. You know, she'd she'd be, like, all on that pinhead dick. Like, yeah, I'm She would jump ship (laughs) so quick. She'd be going. She'd be going from Jigsaw's little bitch <laughs> to Pinhead's girlfriend. He's a pinhead dick. Like I could see that happening yeah. for sure. Yeah. Detective Hoffman would get really fucking territorial and pissy. <laughs> oh my god! And I feel like Pinhead would have to like show him up and like show he's the boss. But tell me that's not right. But what would be the point of Pinhead participating with Jigsaw? Pain for pleasure. Yeah, but he doesn't take pleasure in pain. What the fuck does he care? Okay, okay. Hear me out. So, the people, uh, the uh, Cenobites, right? Okay. They are people that are taken. Turned into Cenobites. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me how that isn't a fucking saw thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but it's a very loose coincidence. Yeah, it's, I know. You're a applying loose things, coincidence. No, you you're don't applying want me to be right. That just vaguely overlap. I'll say that. I don't think it's enough evidence for me to say it's a it's a crossover. Okay. It's vague at best. You, That's like being like, hey, they wear leather in fucking Hellraiser. They also wear leather in Saw. Like that doesn't mean. No. <laughs> you asked me who would be like. Yeah, and I'm I'm debating that. You with would you. be who's talking? That's who is talking right now in my mind. <laughs> I'm, just, right? I'm just trying to talk it out, like yeah. how it would work. <laughs> um, I don't know who else could could work well for Hellraiser for to be a crossover with Pinhead specifically. All right, all right, all right. I, said, um, I say Hellraiser. It's Pinhead. Sorry, my bad. I don't know. I can't think of anyone else that stands out to me. Like, I'm going through the list. Like, Pennywise, no. Jeepers, Creepers, no. No. Candyman, no. Jason, (gasps) Maybe. No. No, that makes zero sense. The only way I could see Jason becoming part of Hellraiser is if, like, Jason goes to hell. Like, he intermingled with the Cenobites and they, like, made him into a Cenobite or something. Uh, That'd be kind of cool if Jason was turned into a Cenobite. Like, then he's got like. Do you think Jason would win? Versus Pinhead? Yeah. Fuck no. (laughs) Wait. Fuck no. Whose side are you on? Well, it depends on where they're at too. It's like the Freddy battle. Are they in Nightmare Land or are they in Earth? Because if they're in Hell, then Hellraiser wins or Pinhead. But if they're not in hell, then I don't know. But also, he's a Cenobite. I don't know if you can actually kill him in the traditional means. Right, because they're not trying to necessarily kill you. Mm -hmm. They're just like... But they could, because they're trying to kill a lot of them. You know, like Frank is killed. They're just like, do you want to fuck or do you want... (laughs) (laughs) Or do you want to kill? (laughs) When they promise, promise pleasure or pain, I always think that pleasure is not what we think it is. 
Like, it's not like you're going to go down to hell and have a bunch of sex and then get your head chopped off. Like, that... No. I think pleasure to them is some kind of twisted form of pain that is so painful that you almost find it pleasurable. Like, you get skinned alive. Right. Like, I think that's what they mean when they say pleasure and pain. Like, it's not the traditional sense of pleasure. It's just pleasure through pain. I think that's more what they're talking about. Rare. Ooh, you gave me a face there. <laughs> yeah, I did. Are, are we about to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <Are> we? <laughs> um, I think, I think this is one of my top. Oh, it's for sure a top ten horror character. Within the oh, top five, so maybe even. I think. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. The Schmitz has got us. We're going down a rabbit hole. We're going to um, hell. We're going to hell. <laughs> the Schmitz has taken us. The the Schmitz the Schmitz is a Lamette, a Lamette configuration, and we solved it. <laughs> Welcome to twenty twenty four. By the way, this is the first episode. <laughs> this is the first episode of the new year. Thank you guys for making last year the most successful year of the Weekly Geekly. We got more listens last year than in the last seven years. So that's fucking wild. You guys were all a part of that. Really? And we really appreciate you. Whether you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, it doesn't fucking matter, guy. Leave us a review, five stars. Let us know what you like. Let us know if there's anything you want, and we'll get it for you, baby. We love you. We love that you listen to us. And we love that you're a part of the geek. And if you want to be more a part of the geek, join us on Discord. We now have a permanent Discord link at discord.gg slash theweeklygeekly. And you can join a crew of almost 200 geeks from around the world. Like Anna mentioned earlier, that's where we met and we're married now. So it could happen. We're not going to say it will, but it could. Yes. Possibilities are endless when you're rolling deep with the geek. Ooh. Oh. Let me just say that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, man. I think we're going to wrap this one up. Okay. I think this was fun, though. I wanted to have more. That was really More, sexy. more horror like conversations with you, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm going to go take care of this. You guys have a good night. Attention all geeks, are you ready to experience TWG at the next level? Head on over to patreon.com slash TWG podcast right now to join our community of dedicated supporters. But what can you expect as a patron of the Weekly Geekly? We've got perks lined up for you that will blow your mind. VIP access to our exclusive Discord server. Early access to all Weekly Geekly content. Merch, shoutouts, and much more. So if you love what we do and you want to support the guys, head on over to patreon.com slash TWG podcast today. Listening to the Weekly Geekly. I don't know. The Weekly Geekly is pretty cool. And the Buzz Counter Culture Podcast. Oh my gosh, your dick is mango.